So five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everybody, and welcome yet back, back yet, whichever way it works, to, a, <laughs> to another episode of Father Knows Something. Uh, as you are aware, Justin and I did do an episode that was supposed to be for this last week. We had some uh, SIM card problems, so he, like we mentioned uh, at the last episode, uh, is that he's fixing them and he's going to put them on for the Patreons. You don't want to miss it. You definitely want to uh, subscribe or uh, join our Patreon and get to hear them. That all said, I was reading some of the comments from the show that Morgan and I just did the other night. Okay. And the first story was about a, um, a fellow that was doing emotional cheating. And... We got some, you know, feedback and Morgan was so funny. I said, well, you know, how, how are the comments? Cause I haven't had a chance to read them yet. And she says, oh dad, they're bashing you. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say this. I didn't lose my mind in my comments. I want you guys to, you know, know how dad, I want all my kids to know how dad kind of thinks. It's always easy to get an eraser and erase the chalkboard. Yes. That's that's an easy thing to do. But sometimes before you erase it, you may want to see if if before you finally do that last quick swipe, before you press delete. Sometimes I always think it if it's important enough, look into seeing what it can really if there's any saving it. If there is no saving it, then yes, I fully agree, you wipe the slate. You press delete. Yeah. So just, you know, that was really where I was trying to go with that to say there's, you know, there was once some love there. There was once total satisfaction. Sometimes relationships get to these tough times and it's easy to walk away. Sometimes it, it might be a little harder to work through it, but there might be a, a good reason to work through it. And that's where that was coming from. So, um, just wanted to share that with you guys. So I mean, it's all your lives. And I certainly don't say I know everything. And I'm certainly not saying I'm always right because I would have then changed that we would have changed <laughs> the uh, the name of the show. True. But, but um, these are opinions. And when you guys ask dad's opinion, that's why I give you my heartfelt opinion because I look out for all of you and I really want everyone to make the, the best choices they can for themselves. Yeah. So on that note, um, what do you got? Well, as I found stories for the last episode that you just did with Morgan, yeah, I had a whole bunch. So we're just going to keep going on that that whole uh, the thread. thing. Okay, yeah. kick it off. Let's go. All right, number one. Number one. Hello, all. First off, thank you in advance for any and all insight you give me. I have been a listener of THT for a long time and have been binging Father Knows Something as of recently and finally have the courage to ask the ever-impeding question that keeps me awake at night. Please do. Is it truly time to leave my fiancé? First, some background. I am 21, female, and my partner, I'll call him A., is 29 male. We started dating the summer before I turned 19 after meeting at work. It was definitely a whirlwind relationship as we started dating after only two weeks of knowing each other. We moved in together after another two weeks of me already staying at his place. He lived with his sister and her family and I just moved into his room with him. He asked if I wanted to marry him after a fun-filled night celebrating our birthdays. We are a day and seven years apart without a ring as a very spontaneous act of his feeling right then. I feel the reason we fell so hard and so quick is because we're almost twin souls. We both lost a parent at age three, have lots of baggage, both personal and familial, and struggle with personal traumas that over the last four years we have solely been healing from. Now to the present and the real issues. We had a daughter together in late December 2021. 
She's almost a year and a half old. Before, before her, we both struggled with cleanliness and keeping up with the normal adult responsibilities, i.e. keeping our space clean, washing our clothes before there were no clean ones left, cooking and eating instead of always eating fast food. But when we found out I was pregnant at the three months gestation, it was a light switch moment for me. I started growing mentally to match the growth of our baby. Fast forward a year and our baby is three months old. She was and still is the light of my life and the purpose of my life. But it doesn't feel like A feels the same sometimes. I was a stay-at-home mom for the first nine months of her life, and it felt like I was doing everything on my own. As if the fact that I didn't add any money to our accounts meant that I was solely responsible for everything in the home. I had multiple conversations with A from that point to now, asking for more help and telling him what I need from him like a CD being stuck on repeat for the last year and a half. In October last year, we moved from Texas to Nevada for a better opportunity as I was having issues finding a job, especially one that would accommodate the schedule needed so we didn't have to pay for childcare. I had my grandma and her wife that are both retired and offered to babysit when needed so I could get a job. But A has no family out here and has to rely on my grandma and me for any familial support as his family back home is pretty disconnected. The first month we were here, his habits really slipped right back into his old habits. Not cleaning up, being disconnected from his daughter, and just working and sleeping most days. I haven't slept in the same room as him for two or more months at this point. It's been so long I can't really tell how much time has passed. And we barely have sex or intimate relations in almost any way. Two times in the last two months. And I am constantly angry or upset and I feel like I'm spiraling some days. And before you ask, yes, we have had multiple conversations with me telling him where I need more and why. And also pointing out that I have fulfilled all the things he has asked of me in a previous convo. The last convo we had about it, I told him that I was tired of coming back to square one to ask him to help out with the same things over and over again. That I didn't want to have to keep asking him to do the same thing without getting any improvement from him. I think if I was seeing some improvements and that there was at least some effort being put in to get better and establish better habits, then I wouldn't feel so upset and maybe even wouldn't be so angry all the time. But that comes back to the fact that we just travel in our circle with our relation. But that comes back to the fact that we just travel in a circle with our relationship and his role as dad. So that leads me back to the original issue. Is it time to pull the plug? And if so, how do I accomplish that in both a peaceful way, but also in a way that protects my daughter as he has a history of being angry and letting that take over? Well, you really defined your situation exceptionally well. And we started the show and I said, it's, you know, I, I gave the chalkboard analogy <laughs> and uh, you've done your job on this one. So it really is take the eraser and go to the chalkboard and, and wash and wash it off. Look, you're not married. Yes. You have a, a common interest. You have your daughter. And if he wants to be a, a dad, he's welcome to partake and join in to be a dad. And if he doesn't want to, you're, I think you've already shown you're prepared to be a mom and a, a, a sole practitioner because you're really doing it by yourself now anyways. Plus, you're, you're, you're stuck in his mess, probably trying to have to clean up his mess because you grew up and he has yet to grow up. And he is old enough to have grown up at this point. This is, I mean, I was questioning when I heard how young you were and how fast you fell in the relationship. And, you know, you hadn't had enough time really to explore that what's really out there when I, when I first started hearing the read. But you've done everything, I really think, right on, right on the money. Yeah. So I would say at this point in time, when you say, look, A, this isn't working out. It, it may be working for you, but it's not working for me. So why don't we split up? I know that we have to be, you know, not angry with one another. We just have to move forward in our lives because it, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty uh, obvious that you have other interests and not to, not to be this family unit. 
Yeah. So let's do this peacefully. And if something should change in you know times to come, I can't predict the future. I only can deal with the present. And it's not working for me in the present. So you do that. You, you, you separate. He goes on his own. You're on your own. And obviously, he's going to have to pay some kind of child support. That's just the way life goes, married or not married. And yep. you can get the court system to work on that one for you. And let's see how he likes living apart because it might be a wake up and it might, he might be able to woo you back if that's what you're interested in, or you just go forward with your life and be a mom and heal from all this. Cause let me tell you, even though you've, um, you haven't been married, you have certainly been a couple for two years. You're going to have some emotional things to heal from. Don't discard that. Yeah. And especially because, you know, you have a, you have your daughter right now. So take your time. And when you start meeting people and don't, jump into the next relationship the way you jumped in this one. You know, what, however it happened, it happened. But take your time and really know that you guys can grow together and, and satisfy all your intellectual needs, let alone your physical needs. So, right. And what are your, what's your take on this? I'm not super surprised that it ended up this way based on how it started with the you know, dating after two weeks, knowing each other, mm-hmm. it's one thing. Moving in two weeks later, well, she was another really, thing. She 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 was she was living with him from the moment they they re- they started being together. Yeah, well, and just the fact that you have a guy that's twenty nine, which I'm basically almost twenty nine, mm-hmm. who almost sort of feels love bomby, but I don't know. This it's besides the point. But to then like proposed to a 21 year old i know age gaps like it's a thing and i'm sure there's a lot of successful marriages that have started this way but it just feels really quick and just interesting so i'm not super surprised that we've ended up here that being said you have done all the stuff that we would usually say you've gone through all these steps your priorities are straight because you are very focused on your daughter which is amazing So, you know, if that can work out just fine as a single parent or co-parent or however it ends up being, the fact that he was hoping you would carry all this and he just kind of does this, it just, ah, it's weird. But I'm just going to go, I'm going to go the ideal outcome because I I agree with you. I think it is pretty cut and dry. You've tried to have the conversations and nothing changes. Yeah, he ignores them. So how how many times can you do that before it's pretty clear? Beat your head against the, the wall. Yeah. I mean. And so the ideal outcome, ideal outcome would be either having a peaceful separation with good co-parenting or find our way back as I truly felt that he was my person until he stopped growing as a person slash parent. Mm-hmm. So just like you said, I mean, sometimes maybe it comes around but we can't count on that. So Mm-mm. let's focus on the first outcome of a peaceful separation and good co-parenting, which you definitely have the tools for. You are, you're going to handle this great. The unknown is how uh, he will respond. So I guess that's really the unknown, but I think as much as you can have a focus on maybe not going into it saying, we have to make this or we have to figure this out, it's better to have the goal in mind to separate peacefully Mm -hmm. and then work on the co-parenting. And like I said, he may have a, you know, I I do believe that he is going to have a, a real realization once you, you know, do the separation. And long as you keep your cool and there's no yelling and there's no screaming, just say, you know, right now it's just not working out. And whatever you do, keep your cool and, Keep keep your uh, your path, and hopefully he'll grow from this. Because you're right, you said it. You've grown; he hasn't grown, and now you've passed him up, and that is a problem. So if he's emotionally at a younger age, yeah, maybe that's one reason why he fell attracted to a 21 year old woman because he he wasn't finding, you know, the maturity level when he was 27. 
yeah. at the time. That could be. You know, it's, you know, we're not here to analyze him at this point in time. He can go to, you know, get help for that. But the reality is that this will be a shakeup and either one, one, one or the other is going to happen. One, he's going to really miss you and he's going to see what he had. And he'll say, yep. I, I need to work on this. And this is, this is on me to fix. And he'll, he'll come and he'll fix it. He'll work on it. And doesn't mean you have to go right back to him as he's doing it, but you can certainly entertain it if you find yourself, your feelings are missing him and that you want to give him that shot. And none of us know that answer. Only you'll know that answer when it really happens. Yeah. To see what happens. So keep us keep us in the loop. I'm glad you did write in. And please uh, give us your 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 updates, you know, in a month or two. There'll be a lot of comments on the comment stream for you. So go check them out. Update form in the description. Okay. Number two. Number two. Number two. Hello to everyone in the Father Knows Something crew. I hope your day has been going well. I want to get something off my chest and possible advice on how to deal with my family problems, specifically between my mother, sister, and me. I'll start with the relationship between my mother and older sister. For as long as I can remember, my sister and mother have gotten into screaming matches. In the worst case scenario, they have ended in physical altercations, like my mother slapping my sister across the mouth or my sister pushing my mother. These altercations can be caused by minor things, such as the milk being left out. But in recent years, they've been about my sister's room. She is a chronic hoarder. Her room is filled to the brim with bags, notebooks, books, and more. It is hard to navigate her room to the point that she has been sleeping on the floor in severe cases. This has been going on for around a decade, a continuous cycle of my mother getting angry about my sister's lack of organization and my sister screaming back at her saying that she'll clean it soon. Soon has lasted a decade at this point. They've gone public with the fights, even so far as my sister screaming at my mother at a restaurant on Mother's Day recently because my mother joked about her paying for the bill. It's both embarrassing and harrowing to see everyone looking at us after my sister storms out of the restaurant. The relationship between my mother and me is rocky too. She has been especially strict on me with seeing how both of my siblings came out. I won't go too in-depth about my brother as he isn't a part of this, but he has dropped out of college for a year to earn money. She has been restricting me socially, not allowing me to go out with friends, punishing me for having any source of social media, and more. I am beginning to see myself go down a similar path of quarrels and screaming like my sister and mother. I've been growing more agitated and easily irritated in recent years. Years of being a mediator between my mother and sister have severely deteriorated my mental health. I've fallen in and out of several rough patches in my life. I cannot go to my parents about this as they simply shove my problems aside and say that it's the internet that's keeping me like this. I feel like I have nobody to talk to about these struggles. It's become everyday life at this point. I'm sorry if this was a mess. It's hard to summarize over years of problems into a short sum of paragraphs. The first thing that's, that was coming to my mind for you is get out. Get out and get out fast. You need to go protect your own mental health. And this environment, and, and I don't know where your dad is in all this because I hear the word parents, but I don't know where the, the second parent is. Well, let me give you the anything else okay. so you have a little more context. My sister is in her late 20s and still lives with mom and dad. I am not of legal age to move out and haven't finished my schooling. I have a brother, but he lives out of town studying and working. My father is still here, but he is a workaholic, so he isn't very present during the fights. Look, you're in a tough situation. Your mental health is, is most important. And you're not going to fix your mom and, this, and, and all the triggers that is going on because it stems from the parent and then follows to the kids. So the, 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 the problems that are going on in this house is your mom's mental way of handling things. It, and I don't know what it was like f with her parents. I don't know where your grandparents are. I don't know where your aunts or uncles are. But if there is a way that you can get yourself emancipated, which you can do after the age of 16, I think, uh, you can go and... 
you know, find a safe haven somewhere else to go without going into foster care. Yeah. But you need to get yourself out of this mess because it it's not healthy. And mm-hmm. even if you went to your mom and said, Mom, I think we need to go to family counseling, I don't think that's gonna it's gonna fly. I don't Yeah. I I think that you know you're in, in a in a very precarious place and you are risking your again your mental health. And you can take so much of this shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if 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 I was your dad, which your dad is, you know, is is AWOL. Um, maybe you have to go have a conversation with him. And I, I again, I don't even know what the relationship with you have have with your dad with all this. What he knows. Yeah, true. You know, but you need to save yourself. That that's what I would be saying. Save yourself. Let's figure something else out that you can get out of the uh, this this treacherous fire in this in the with on this parcel of land at this specific address. And find somewhere else where you can get safe haven, but you can grow and, you know, be a young adult, go into adulthood and not pick up all these horrible uh, habits that you're, that you're witnessing this abuse. It's, it is abuse, period. Yeah. So, well, I don't know if there's other family or, I mean, any other options, but ideal outcome, I just want peace. My schoolwork has been getting harsher and harsher through the years, and the constant fights have been affecting my mental, social, and emotional health a lot. I believe it. I believe it. I've even been catching myself yelling the exact same way my sister and mother yell at each other. I don't want to be like them. I hope that someday there can be a normal day where no fighting happens. Get out. You got to you gotta find a way to remove yourself from, the, from, from this toxic environment, and you got to do it. Uh, to in, in, a, in a in a way that it's safe for you to do it, and um, that you can continue your growth in in, in a healthy path. Yeah. So um, read the read read the comments on this because people are going to have it as well, and a lot of people are going to uh, find ways to try to assist with you. But uh, and they'll they'll have crisis centers to go to and mm-hmm. things of that nature. I mean. I feel for you. I really do. Well, and if there's really no way to physically get out right now, maybe there's professional help that can help you survive however long you have left in this house. If she needs to get out, she can get out. I know, but just... She can can emancipate. that. This person could get themselves, you know, emancipated and get out that way. But you want to go to a safe, a safe place when you do it, and that's why I'm really trying to see if you have an aunt, an uncle, and that they're not. You remember, a lot of these people came out of the same toxicity, so you probably want to go to your your paternal side of the family to see what what's going on in the paternal, because the maternal side, the mom's messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing you do have that's a real positive, though, is you're recognizing this behavior, and making a choice that you do absolutely do not want this in your life and you don't want to be like this, which will help stop that generational, yeah, you know, whatever it's called. Especially since you see that you're, you're, you're taking on the same habit. Catch, right. catch it now and get out. And well, recognizing it is the biggest step mm-hmm. for sure. So, you know, whatever you can do to get through however long you have left or look at options of getting out, um, we need help with the comments on this one. We do. And, and, and again, read them, but, but, but I mean, I want to take you right now and find a way to get you out of there. I know. But I would have a conversation with your dad and say, dad, you know, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Because look, he is your dad and I can only by default think that he loves you and he'll, he'll try to do what he can if he if he is that blind to recognize that he is dealing in a home of insanity, um, I can't believe that he's so blind. Maybe that's why he works consistently is to stay out it of could it be. and to run away from this this nightmare where you have nowhere to run. Yeah. So you know, I again, I would have a conversation with him away from all this and see what his thoughts are. Yeah. Let's start there, and please write back. Yeah. For sure. You can even come on our Patreon on our, on our um, 
Group therapy. Group therapy. And log in and we can all have a conversation and it's an open line. So everyone has comments and we can really discuss it. Yeah. And I would invite you to do that. I think it'd be great if you can. Let's uh, roll on. Okay. We're on to number uh, three. Three. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, Justin, Holly. Holly's coming home tonight. Really? Mm-hmm. She's going to actually come here. She's coming to the studio. She's coming to the studio. Oh, she missed the episode. <laughs> she missed we, her calling. We, we can we can make a phone call. She'll be here in 10 minutes. To start off, I want to give a huge thank you to all of you for creating this podcast. I've been listening for a few months now, and it's been comforting hearing the advice you give to others because I've slowly been implementing relevant things into my life. Just for some context, I'm a 22-year-old female and have recently started dating my boyfriend, 22-year-old male. Again, after breaking up for two months. Prior to us breaking up, we were together for almost two years. Wait a minute. Two years. Break up. Break up. And it's been two months. They're back together. And we recently started back up. Okay. All right. The problem I'm currently facing is whether I should move out of my family home and in with my boyfriend and his family. The relationship I have with my family is very tumultuous, to say the least, and it has really gotten worse over time. My family owns a small restaurant in New York, and I work there every single day without pay. The only money I'm allowed to take home with me are the tips I get, and without any time off. This is the reason why my relationship with my family has fallen off. Currently, I have not spoken with my mother in almost two weeks because when we were arguing over the topic of not being able to have days off from work, my mother screamed at me and called me a whore for getting back together with my ex. To be quite honest, that was not the worst argument I've had with one of my parents, but it hurt a lot to hear my own mother say this about me when I only have dated two guys in my entire life and didn't start having sex until I got with my current boyfriend. Ever since then, I've been a lot more aggressive at work and demanding that I be paid for a job I am forced to do every day for free. My mother and I have gotten into more heated arguments since then, and my mother always ends the argument by screaming at me to get out of her house if I don't like her rules and saying that I don't deserve to get paid because she shouldn't have to pay her daughter. Lately, I've been thinking of actually moving out because of everything that has happened. I told my boyfriend everything that happened, and he told me that I was welcome to move in with him and his family. This was also said by his mother. I'm really considering moving in with him because I have a great relationship with his family, and I don't think I can bear another few months living in my current household. As much as I want to make this decision, I am so scared to leave. Although I have a few thousand dollars saved, I would be out of a job and would not be able to contribute a lot to my boyfriend's household because the majority of my savings are going towards paying off my student loans. I'm scared to make this jump because I know I'll be cut off permanently from my family, mainly my family dog who I love with my entire heart, and it would mean that I'd have to start over in a new environment. I honestly have no idea what to do. I want to move out to stop experiencing all the emotional and verbal abuse I face every day, but I'm scared to leave the only environment I know. I understand the fear of leaving. But you're going to have to look at it dead in the eye and say, I'm brave and I can do this. So let's, let's make one, let's take a couple steps here. First decision, you, you need, you need to get out. There's no doubt about it. You need to leave, you need to, number one, uh, move out of the house and not live with your family. Number two, you need to get either a job somewhere else where you are paid because that's the way the world works. Right. And, you know, they by, by, by law have to pay you, I think, theoretically. So I would, I would leave. I'd say, you know, guys, it's been really wonderful to be a volunteer at, at the restaurant. I'm glad, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad I helped the, you know, the household. But I need to make a living. I need to do my own thing. So thanks so much. I love you all. And I won't be coming into work tomorrow. Yeah. And that's simple. And go find a job at another restaurant if that's what it is, or I mean, or something else that you want to do, but go find a job. And if you're going to temporarily move in with your boyfriend or you want to take your money and go get an apartment if you can, and if you find that job and you think that you want to battle it to 
you know, have your own place and your own existence, you get a roommate, go do it. Yep. You know, that's a possibility. If, if it's not the right time to move in with your boyfriend, that that's a separate issue. Moving in with him, you have to really move in with somebody for the right reasons. Not because I have nowhere else to go, but because it's a positive. We're in love, and we're going to have our life together. We're going to see how we how we how we work. That that's the best way to you know to move in with somebody. That doesn't mean that people every day don't move in because they have nowhere else to go, and this right. is. A, a way you know to, to be saved. Um, that's a decision you get to make on your own on this one. But you definitely need to get out of the house, and you definitely need to go get a job. And far as your family goes, you know it might take some time for them to to recognize that you went on your own, and it was nothing against them. But you needed to to have your own existence, and since they couldn't afford to pay you, somebody was. Yeah. Well, let me preface my thoughts with the ideal outcome. Okay. My ideal outcome would be to get along with my family, but that's asking for way too much from people who don't really care about me. I just want to be stable and happy, free from all the shit I currently experience. And so with that in mind, getting out of the situation is 100% the choice, Mm -hmm. no matter what. That's the choice here. I'm not really scared about the moving in with your boyfriend. Sure, you guys had problems. You decide you want to come back and be together good sign. Two things can happen. Works out. Your guys' relationship does really well. Mm -hmm. You're completely refreshed and out of this toxic house Mm -hmm. and living in work situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, worst thing that can happen once you move out is that things don't work out with him. But while you're with him, gives you time to have a place to live, gives you time to figure out your job situation and start making some money and start making progress Mm -hmm. because you've just been held in like practically caged and not allowed to go and start building a career, start doing right. So that I think it's a great opportunity either way. Um, obviously up to you. And then if you start building, you know, a a good little savings and, and you have some more flexibility, things don't work out with him you could get your own place. Or you guys get a place together. Exactly. So it, it all is good in, in from my perspective, except for losing the dog, because I know that emotion. Um, but sometimes you got to let go of things like that to really completely redefine your life. And, and I will say this, it, you know, manipulate, manipulating families, uh, Typically, once you f- you find yourself free, they are going to want to know how you are. They are going to say, "Come back and you know, you know, come to the restaurant and have dinner." Uh, they're going to want to see you. They're not going to cast you. I look. I can't guarantee this, but I'm only thinking about you know families that I know that have done similar things. They may never talk to you again. I find that hard to believe, <laughs> but I do believe that families do. At one point in time, when they see their 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 child growing and doing something and on their own, they're proud of them and they they let them do they let them potentially. So, but for right now, either way, right, she's you, you got to get out. Yeah, end of story. And that's like all we know is right now. All we know is the situation you're in. Hypotheticals down the road, anything can happen. Anything goes. But for now, out. I think the stability and the happiness you are seeking, you will find and in your mental health choice and your mental health and your own growth. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get out of there. Yeah. And you can't like just spending all that time, all that time and not being compensated for it, not being recognized for the work you do. Just, ah, it, it's time to just get out of there. Yeah. Move on. It's the only healthy thing for you to do. And let us know how you do. Very curious. And absolutely. So uh, let's go to uh, number four. Number four. Okay. Hello, Morgan, Jerry, Justin, Holly. (laughs) I want to preface this story by saying that by the time you get to this story, things are likely to already have been solved. 
I guess I want advice for the anxiety this has caused me. I'm also sharing this story for two other reasons. For you guys to give advice to others who may be in my situation, or to at least bring a chuckle to people at my expense, lol. Okay. I, 20 female, live with my parents and my younger brother. My boyfriend, 24 male, lives in a different country from me, and we've been long distance for a year now. Here's the issue. Living with my family means that at least 80% of the time someone else is home and having voice call sex is hard to coordinate because of thin walls or people needing me, so I try to find moments when I'm home alone. Yesterday, after my mom left for work, I needed a shower, but also my boyfriend and I wanted to have some fun. I grabbed my toys, got in the bathtub, had my fun, and then quickly left for work forgetting to put away my stuff. I will say I got quite lucky. Throughout the rest of the day, no one took a bath or a shower, so no one discovered my stuff there until after dinner when my dad went to take a shower. As a bit of context, my dad and I have this I pretend I didn't see slash if I close my eyes it's not real attitude together. I've accidentally walked in on him looking at adult websites and I'm pretty sure he has heard me a few times but said nothing. So at around midnight, I got a message from him. I think you forgot a few things in the bathroom. Could you please go get them before your mother or brother see them? Thank you. (laughs) Dad is cool. (laughs) Yeah. Dad, here's the dad. I was mortified. He was really polite about it, but I felt so, so, so ashamed. Although at the time, my emotional response wasn't strong. I went to the bathroom, grabbed my stuff, and eventually went to bed. Cut to today. I wake up with a huge wave of anxiety. I have no idea how to confront this, if I should confront this, or if I should have an out-of-sight, out-of-mind attitude about it. There's not much to say. I haven't seen my dad yet today because he leaves for work early. My mom noticed something was up, but I told her I didn't want to talk about it. Oh, well, it'll be okay in the end. Thanks for reading. I hope the secondhand embarrassment isn't too much. Sending love your way. I I would send your dad a text message to say, you're cool. Thank you. <laughs> or just like the, the first is um, taking care of. <laughs> taking care of. <laughs> like, or just something so simple. Because if it's bothering you this much to where your mom is recognizing it, yeah. you know, Go, like get it out of your head. Yeah. Dad, look, we all have, we all have, your parents have been through, look, they had you. They know what sex is. I mean, come on. We've all been through this shit. I know. It is funny when you're a teenager and you're starting to kind of figure this world out. Mm-hmm. You think that it's also secret and your parents know nothing. On two hot takes, we talked about the chin dildo. You told that story on stage. On stage. <laughs> Everyone knows it. The world knows about it. Yeah, look. Your dad's cool. He 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 certainly covered your butt. Just you know, send him send him a hug and a kiss. A t- taking care, right? Taking care of something just nonchalant. You know the emoticon that goes like this. Yeah. <laughs> See no evil, hear no evil. Yeah. Yeah. Send him the emoticon also. <laughs> See no evil, hear no evil. Yeah. And that's I mean, a pr- then it's a private joke. That's true. Well, and if you weren't having such a like so much anxiety about it, I yeah. would say. No need to confront, like but, just move forward. But I'm reacting to the anxiety. Yeah. It, it's it w- like- It will extinguish it very quickly. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. So let everyone <laughs> chime in. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thank you for writing that. That took that took, took a lot of guts. So we, we, we appreciate it. Yeah. Let's go on. Next one. Okay. Okay. Number five. Number five. I like how I did that. Question. Yeah. Should I just pay back my parents? <laughs> sure. So I, 34 female, am building my first home. Yes. My parents, 68 male and 68 female, who are devout Christians, gifted me some money, over 15K, to put towards the house. I'm immensely grateful for their help. However, it comes with stipulations. They're going to have me sign some paperwork that says I can't have anyone move in with me while I live in my house. 
This seems a bit much, but I feel like it even means if I get a boyfriend, they're also not allowed to move in with me. I make enough money to cover my mortgage and I qualify for a nice bonus, which would be more than enough to pay my parents back. Should I pay them back and tell them I'm no longer obligated to live by their rules? Well, are they giving you the money before you get these loans, number one? And let's just play this out with me. Let's say that you need to get the 15 large to get things going, and they're making you sign this agreement today before you get the other money. So without their 15K, you're you're dead in the water. Then if that's the case, in the contract, you you add a line. If this loan is given as a loan, that is a forgivable loan, meaning they don't have to pay it back, and I have to live by these stipulations, I'm willing to do that, but if I pay back the loan, it wipes out all stipulations. Okay, fair, fine, but is this even like a legal, can you even write a contract that does this? You can do conditions. I I imagine you can do conditions on a loan. How are they going to enforce it? What are they going to do? Uh, they they have the right to foreclose on you, I guess, or 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 ask, or ask for payment. I don't know. I mean, it's the dumbest thing in the world. It's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, my answer is if they're giving you a conditional loan, a conditional forgivable loan, then you got to write something in there that you, you that you can you if you pay them back, it it disregards the agreement. I'm surprised you're not saying. Run, don't do this at all costs. Take your bonus, pay them back, and do not have any stipulation. This well, is weird. Remember, they, they, they gave, they, they went into this deal with an agreement. She signed an agreement. So she's got to put a clause in there to get herself out of the agreement. And she can do that. They're basically paying her to live by their values. You see that, right? Oh, I That's see what happening. it is. She can. Uh, she can also say, "Screw you! I'm not doing it." And take the money. Well, no, not take the money. Right. I would just. I would just distance. It. But if she needs the fifteen grand to go pull it off, what does she do? Just wait. She owns that. She just, owns, I'm just. I. I don't know where she is in this thing. I mean, you don't. You don't give money with a condition. You don't give money to your kids under a condition. Either you give it to them or or you don't. And apparently they have a condition. I got some more stuff for you here. Go ahead. Additional info. I'm bipolar. I live by myself. I'm single. My parents also don't want me to get a dog as I have two cats at this time. She can do whatever she wants. It's her house. (laughs) Ideal outcome that my parents let me pay them back. Let Let you pay them back. I get my dog, and eventually, if I get a boyfriend, that I can live with them if I want. So basically, accepting their money, she can't have anyone move in, and she can't get a dog that she wants. Dumbest thing I've heard. So you're being paid to be controlled. I'm with you. Even though you don't need the money. If she doesn't need the money, don't take the money. Go back to the beginning. Does she need- Yeah, but- does she need the fifteen grand to get in the, to do to do that? She's gonna be fine without it. Then don't take it's just it. when someone, when a family member says, "Hey, you know, I'm very excited that you're getting your own house and you're building your own place. I would love to to give you this as a gift." My answer is, if she doesn't need them, well, of course, in this situation, decline it. Yeah, and 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 she can certainly say, "Mom, I, Dad, I appreciate that you want to control my life." But that's not the way that this is. This isn't happening. If you want to give me the money to to help me with my home and to help me buy furniture and to do the things that and like you want it's to, supposed to be you for you want a gift. You want to gift me great. If if you're going to do it with condition, I don't want it. Right. This is easy. <laughs> now, if she <laughs> if she needs the money, then she's got to then she would have to write something in under because they, since they want to write this contract. You, Write yourself, write your, write yourself a paragraph out of. Who it. even came up with this idea? Her parents. How? I don't know. We weren't there. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. 
Look, you know, you know me. You give money, you give it with the piss on it rule. End of story. Can we refresh the uh, piss on it rule with our friends here? Oh, absolutely. It's been a while since you've described it. The piss on it rule? Yeah. The piss on it rule, if, they, if somebody gives you something, you can do, the piss on it rule means you can even piss on it. You don't, you don't need, you can give it away. You can donate it. You can do whatever you want. It is yours to keep and yours to manage, yours to do. And they just smile and say, here you go and Enjoy. Right, so it's and you it's, say thank you very much. There's no, there's no strings attached. They can't, no takebacks, no control, no nut, none of that stuff. It's a gift. Yes, I mean some some actions would be very disrespectful, but it it comes with a piss on a rule. Right, so it's more, it's the rule for the giver. It is the rule for the 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 giver makes the rule and they live with it, and the and the receipt and the receiver can enjoy it or they can go to their their local pawn shop if they want to and and hawk it. It's theirs. It's their property now. It's over. Yeah. So, thank you very much for the gift and I can't I can't, I can't wait to enjoy it and if I if I find that it doesn't work for me in a in, in a week or a day or an hour, if I get rid of it, you have you can't say a thing about it. Have you had any bad experiences with this rule? Oh God, yeah. Oh. <laughs> my my mother gave my brother uh, a desk that was my dad's. Okay. And my brother decided, and it wasn't a hundred dollar desk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very expensive office suite, and uh, my brother called me up and he said, um, "You mind if I?" Um, and by the way, I I paid for it. I bought it. All right. My brother said, "Do you mind if I, um, if I have Dad's? Uh, I got this new job, new office. Can I have uh, Dad's office suite?" And I said, "Dad always wished that we would go into business with one another. I know it will never happen, and I know that he'd be really proud that you have it. So yes, you can have Dad's office suite." So we used it for six months or a year. I paid. I shipped it out to him, and he used it for like a six months or a year, and he finished that job. And he, he no longer had the job. They, they, you know, the contract was over. Yep. So he had to go figure what he's going to do with this nine foot desk, nine foot credenza, big chairs. He goes, I have no room for it. So he, he had a buddy that had a law firm and they moved it to an office there at the law firm and it sat there for about two years. Now he could have sent it back to me. He could have said, Jerry, I have no room for yeah, it. Yeah, of and course. I send it back to you. And I would have said, absolutely. But. but he, uh, his buddies lost the, their law firm and he had to get it moved. And he said, I have nowhere to put it. And um, so he called my mom and he said, mom, do you think I, that dad would mind if I give it, give it away to, uh, to the, a school, a high school, to the, um, uh, the director of the high school. Okay. And my mom said, um, whatever you want to, I guess it's okay. But it wasn't hers. I'm the one that paid for it. And so she called me up and she said, well, Scotty wants to uh, uh, give the desk, dad's, dad's stuff away to the, to the high school, to, yeah. the, to the chancellor at the high school. And I said, absolutely not. So you did get it. I, she gave me the call and asked me about it. And I said, absolutely not. If we're going to give it to anybody, I know where dad would want it to go. Okay, That's not going to happen or I'll bring it back here. And so I, she said, well, it's too late. He already gave it away. And I said, bullshit. And I called up and he says, so too, too bad, so sad. <laughs> it's, a, it's the piss on it rule. You gave it to me. And I said, I did give it to you, but I didn't give it to you with a piss on it rule. I mean, that's dad. And so it became, it really became a sore spot for a while. Until, really? Oh, it was horrible. And until I, finally I, I had to punk him and, you know, make him cry. But I mean, it did go to, it did go to the chancellor. It's still there. Oh, that's good. But, but, uh, and it, at the end of the day, it, okay, too bad. I mean, we, I mean, I, I bought two of the same desks after that to go, you know, pull a prank and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy, but okay. needless, needless to say, yes, I've, I've had the piss on it rule and I've had a backfire on me and I was very upset 
And that's when I say, to, we, when we say something, we say, don't take it, don't give it, unless it's with the piss on it rule. Meaning okay. you could do whatever you want with it. There you have it. Okay. So uh, that wraps up for the uh, show this, for this week. Yeah. And uh, everyone, thank you so much for you know chiming in and making us a part of your life and you becoming a part of our lives. And uh, also, look who dropped in, who's back. Look who made it. So her mommy just dropped her off. She's had a, a rough go for the past couple of weeks. She had some surgery, but she's doing great. And uh, she's now back with daddy for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Everyone said, hello, Holly. They, all, they did. So now you get to say, Buck, you want to do a little wave? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she's doing great, everybody. And uh, she's now about 15 years on this earth in that 15th year. And she had a little hip surgery, but she's uh, doing good. Are you doing good? Yeah. So uh, we'll see you next week. Don't forget to watch Patreon. And um, Justin gave me a great fact. Uh, we are now over the the balance beam of having more subscribers than just viewers. So 51% are, uh, you're all subscribers now of our watchers. And yep. 49% are Still out there, repeat viewing, coming, you know, visiting with it, which I think is great. You're part of the family. But if you just subscribe, press the subscribe button, or if you may have to do an extra little effort by just, what is it, subscribing to YouTube, becoming a YouTube. Well, that's, that's all it is. That's what it is. So subscribe and, and join us and, and get the numbers up. Remember, the goal this year is 100,000. And right now we're at 2750. And it means we have another 25,000 of you out there that are watching, but are not pressing the button. So please, please press the button. It really helps us out. And uh, we all say good night. <laughs>